Hey gang, this is Fillmore, just letting you know that if you enjoy our podcast, quite frankly, a Howard Stern podcast, and you'd like to donate some money for the upkeep, uh, or you want to request certain clips, please donate to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash jimfix. That's J-I-M-F-I-X-X. You can donate as much as you want for as long as you want. There's absolutely no obligation. Artie, maybe it's a take no. makeup <laughs> You want to know something? I'm going to tell you something great about Beth. Yeah. She never moves her bowels. Well, I'll tell Maybe you what. Maybe once a month. I've never seen. I've, I've been <laughs> honest to God. I've been away with Dana, like, to the point and that I've I'm never, afraid for her health. We've heard uh, getting excellent reports on you. Do you ever shot up or just no, miss rushes at the punch right in the face? You're saying that you're going to bring me. Robin, when you get an opinion on your own, I'll Wait talk a minute. to you. Are you. I've put out hit albums. I had the fastest selling album in history. What, are you going to be upset with Jason because he whacks off to your to your wife? I mean, that's that turns me on. And uh, I got up and I, I pished. I don't want to be in a wig and a purse. <laughs> I do that in my personal life. Yes. I'm like a woman who's been raped. How much is Howard paying you a week? I'm paying you more, okay? Fucking, give me a fucking break. Now look, I don't want to get into a long explanation. That's not what I came here for. My audience isn't here to hear to laugh. I mean, Gary's got wife and kids. And if I leave, who the fuck is going to hire him? <laughs> Joe, hi, you're on the air. Hey, hey man. Howard. Yeah. Man, <laughs> nothing. Listen, I think uh, it's time you come out of the closet with Ralph. Oh, please. Because I know, I know deep down, I mean that literally. All right, so I'm a homosexual. You're a, you're a sword swallower. Right. I'm a homosexual, you're right. Thanks, nice, Howard. Right. What can I tell you? That's good. That would be easy. I'd love to be gay. It'd be so goddamn simple. But then, then, then when people ask me about why I'm separated from my wife, I just go, you know what? I'm gay. I told you something. I will not say no. I'm I told you it's a personal defect of mine. You don't have to say no. All you have to say is, yeah, that'd be great. I could use the help with Casey. It's fine. I know. I don't want to be told how to say it. I told you my problem. I don't want to be asked. You don't know that? No. You put me in a bad position. You asked me. Now I'm not a good guy. I want to be a good guy. You, I don't. Here's, listen to me again. I'm going to say for the 15th billion times since I've known you. Don't ask me if you can leave early. You know what you have to do, and you know when you have to leave. Don't ask me. So that means when I have to work. When I say I yes, leave? you can leave. Wait, it means no. Work, can I, leave? I have no idea what you make. Really? I I, I have no yeah. idea. I got a guy now who's finding out the real names of the occupations of what the people do who bully me. Oh really? Yeah, I'm I'm kind of a fighter, so. Welcome, everybody, to another exciting episode of, quite frankly, a Howard Stern podcast. I'm your host, Fillmore, a.k.a. Fillmore Fingers, a.k.a. Jim Fix. And with me, of course, is my wonderful co-host, Sam. Hey, guys. Yes, we've been uh, waiting for this one for a while, and actually it takes place from the 20th of May. This is a breakdown we're doing this particular episode or two, depending how long we go. And we'll be doing May 20th and then the first week of June because they took a week off and after the George Floyd thing had already gone down, they came back and uh, they, uh, I don't know, they were still, wasn't much of a vacation for them because they were stuck in just like every, indoors just like everybody else. But what are you going to do? I mean, the um, whole world could have melted down and you wouldn't have noticed the difference in episodes because that's how little no. they have to say about it was, anything. 
It was extraordinary. And actually, Sam, for the first time, edited some clips. And uh, so she's getting out of her, she's moving out of Luddite land and she's turning into a little techie herself. Hey, bitches, I popped my cherry. I downloaded some clips. <laughs> <laughs> it was surprisingly, I think, did you find it easy after after a fashion? I did. I was. It was not bad. I panicked at first because I am such a Luddite. So I was like, oh, my God, I don't know what I'm doing. And then I'm like, no, I'm going to figure this out. And I'm not going to have my hand held like a pussy. So way to go, me. <laughs> you didn't need an MP3 dispenser. One interview. I'm going to be doing more, by the way, because I enjoyed Good. my favorite part was coming up with titles to think I was like, oh, the pressure cooker and hilarity that ensues when I have to read these titles. Now, you're going to see them ahead of time because you're doing the show. So it's not going to be as good, but I still like the reverse roles. Well, I think if if anything's funny, we've we've done this before. If anything's funny and we've already gone through it or we listened to it and we listened to it the second time for the purpose of the show if we still laugh then clearly we still found it funny so you're not you're not actually getting anything in organic or inauthentic you know so if we laugh we're laughing it's not a put on guys um so for this one the purposes of uh, uh in other in other words Fillmore, in a sense so you're laughing <laughs> <laughs> yeah so in this case uh since sam did her clips she did the seinfeld clips i'm going to read them and i don't think it's going to be as funny but i promised i would so we'll start with the first one in other words i'm a blathering tart. <laughs> that doesn't violate any edict so we'll get with it 23 hours out of the day waiting That's to get right. that one hour on stage the the specials listen to this Jerry's new special is 23 hours to kill. In other words, what he's saying is life is so bleak. Yeah. It is the most negative title <laughs> I ever heard. He's saying I have an hour on stage where I have my yes. life. Yes. 23 hours. I'm sitting there killing <laughs> the hours. What He's had comedians on or, well, pseudo comedians now, but comedians on for fucking decades and they all talk about their shitty road life how the you know what do they do in their off time they had levy and Artie talk about going to target getting a shitty shirt and levy going on stage with the price tag still on the shirt <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like 3.99 fillmore in other words good night moon is about saying good night to the moon <laughs> Oh, man, it's just that's... so 23 hours to kill. We really have to analyze that title. I mean, right. 23 hours to he... kill. He's got three days to kill <laughs> every week. Well, not every it's, week. It's, and, it's, you know. it's just him hobbling around his house. Well, that well, that mess is dust mopping fur <laughs> and stumbling into end tables and shit. Yeah. I'm counting them off till I can get on stage. This is a yes. terrible statement, right? I mean, is that That's the truth? Right? What do you mean? Wrong. What is he going to say? <laughs> yeah. It just sounds no, good. You're completely wrong. And God bless. You're completely wrong. God rest your Or what did they have to go more line? I fucked that up. Never mind. It's Billy Madison. Is it Sorry. Pos- is it possible for Stern to overthink anything? I mean, how direct could you get in a title? The fact that you're analyzing it, holy Christ, could you imagine him writing a paper? (laughs) 
you mentioned in an interview going up to him. So Howard Stern comes again, in a sense, implies <laughs> that you are returning once more. Or that... <laughs> Uh, anyway, so the next one. Oh, the, is the Great Gatsby. <laughs> that must have fucking threw him for a loop. What's great about him? Uh, the next one is called Five, five, five Alarm Projection. I know. How did he do it? Right. When you're doing that special, mm-hmm. when you're up on stage. Doesn't he sound more like Ray every fucking every fucking interview he's getting more when you're getting into when you're getting on stage, mister. Let me tell you. Let me tell you, when there we you're go. getting on stage, I know that you're thinking about other comedians. Tell me you're not. You are. He's not just looking like Ray. He's or dressing her like her. He's um, <laughs> sounding like her more every day. Are you thinking about, you know what? All the other comedians are going to see this special on Netflix. I'm no. going to blow them out the fucking door. Who are you? <laughs> Are you are you competitive that way? Are you what are you thinking? I am intensely, that? intensely, highly uh, competitive with myself, with myself only. Is this my best version of this bit? Is am I in my perfect flowing state of performing right now? Thank you, Captain Kirk. For telling us about your comedy. And he's not in competition with anyone else. So good to know. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. That's that was all that was necessary. Wait, Jerry, have you ever wished? Now tell me, Jerry, have you ever wished cancer and AIDS upon the children of fellow comedians? I need to know. Do you have people bring you junior mints to your lips? So you don't have to utilize any <laughs> kinetic energy. The next one is uh, continues. Basically, by the way, the twentieth was non non just not particularly impressive, except for not even this interview was impressive. But we thought we would put it in because it's kind of it was it was worth some of this was worth it. So, three uh, B Jessica Seinfeld Allison Stern projection. and you're talking about going. It's the greatest bit. Going away on vacation, what's the point of going on vacation? You're just paying for an expensive hotel room where you can fight with your wife. And, and I, I was really cracking up. It was just great. And I'm thank saying you. to myself, this thank is you for really, watching it. I loved it. I saw it right oh, away when you. it came out on Netflix. Thank and you. uh but but I was thinking of Jessica, mm-hmm. this woman who is devoted to you, she raised your children. Like he cares one <laughs> lick about his own oh. life, let alone someone else's. That's why I said Alison Stern projection. Anyone? What the fuck? She <laughs> raised your children. Yeah, who else would be raising them? That's the mom, idiot. <laughs> He's amazed. <laughs> you know, uh, the parents actually raised the children. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> what was that line about uh, as Richard Lewis said about um, being too much of a people pleaser that when his mother was being buried, he went to the grave diggers. He said, you guys are doing a fantastic job. Thank God we still got him around. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> by some of your take on marriage, it was not the Jerry Seinfeld that I've seen in the past. This is a new Jerry Seinfeld who really was brutally honest about. So what was he lying now? Go ahead. 
This was not the Jerry Seinfeld. This is so Ray. It You're is. You're right. It, it's because incredible. He's doing, the, he's doing that lower register. Like, uh, now, Howard, I must tell you, you it's are not everything you believe, mister. Yeah. Just play play back some old Ray clips. Just choose one. Throw a rock and hit a Ray clip and then play this back to back. There's not really much of a difference. So they both have vaginas. Fighting with a wife. It's not honest. It's It's all lies. It's all no. It's all concocted, invented. It's like the sky. What's the Foo Fighters line? The sky is my neighborhood. Sky's the neighborhood. Yeah. (laughs) We will make up and say or do anything if the audience likes it. That's the fun of it. You. No one's going to check. No one cares. Now that's a decent answer from a comedian who's been doing it for fucking decades. And it's it's such a stupid question to ask anybody of that stature. Not that I'm a huge Jerry Seinfeld fan, but why would you ask something so asinine just to even to even to fill time? Uh, again, it's like I could understand if you asked that question to somebody who, say, is a new comic and comes out with such an audacious set that they're mocking their family or they're doing something that's maybe going to upset somebody and they're mm-hmm. right out the gate. But asking Jerry Seinfeld, is your family mad? <laughs> did wiggy ever ask allison if she I minded mean... him bitching about them uh making long distance calls because he needed help paying for the lights you know what howard that's an interesting question um was your family mad when you moved out into an apartment to make a movie about your love for her how did your kids feel about you telling your audience that the bulldog taught you how to love <laughs> <laughs> Number three is called It's All About Me, Jerry. When I was watching this special, there's a chunk of business where I felt you were attacking me. You say. <laughs> I really thought I really thought this. There's two places that I went, oh shit, I do that with Jerry. Yeah, uh, and I think I think it's me he's talking about. <laughs> you, first of all, you talk about all your friends are annoying. And you say in the special, but you know what? You come to the conclusion, yes, my friends are all annoying. I had to stop it because it's almost 30 seconds. But this is one of those, one more, that you, when you say projection, I mean, it's the only way he, this fucking narcissistic asshole can make anything relate. It has to make it relate to him. Otherwise, he can't listen to it, can't watch it, can't read it. So imagine him reading a book about the female body and, and trying to relate to it. <laughs> He's trying so hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the fr- it's like the first time you're in like fourth grade health class watching like that video about your period or something. <laughs> I can relate because I had, I had a Such hernia. A moron. <laughs> but go and get new friends. They're going to be eventually just as annoying. Yeah, I feel that's right. I feel at this point I'm a friend of yours. Yes, and, you are. Uh, and I must be one of those annoying people. Yes, you are. You are. Am I? <laughs> Aren't you also annoyed by me? Yeah. You are. Yes. <laughs> I am. I truly we, am. we could switch. Yeah. We could switch. We could get other friends. But- yeah. So, okay. Again, nothing, nothing less funny than beating down a bit and trying to, you know, analyze it and strip it of its components and say, well, what makes this funny? But um, yeah, I he saw is this fucking live. annoying. 
So I went to Shays in Buffalo when Jerry Seinfeld came here and I got my parents for Christmas um, mm. really great seats. So I took them to see him live for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, the show was hilarious. So when the Netflix special came out, I didn't know it was going to be all the material that he did live for the show. And mm-hmm. live, it was hysterical. My parents and really? I... Oh, my God. We laughed so hard. It was such a good night. We went to dinner before. It was great. Anyway, it um, it's it's so funny live. But when you're sitting there, like you just said, and you're beating a bit, that's so, so easily explained. Yeah. Friends, you, you have them throughout your life and they all have annoying tendencies, but you keep them. Wow. What a revelation. <laughs> well, especially Jerry's jokes, which are not particularly like they're not. They're not super structured, so you have to listen to it for five hours or five minutes and go, "Wow, that was deep." They're very, you know, surface. I mean, it's it's it, his it's the nature of his comedy. It's not complex. His, I'm not his, I'm not saying he's not good at it, or you know, if you're a fan of it, it's not well crafted. I'm saying that it's not it's not something that requires an interview explaining the roots of it. Right, because his ingenuity is the fact that he takes these mundane everyday ideas of like all my friends are annoying uh we had to go somewhere and it's annoying to get there and how Mm. the process of getting somewhere uh pop tarts are amazing i mean all these like little observations that's his whole deal the fact that if you interview him and that's what you're talking about it's retarded (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's it's more indicative of your inc- complete like it's lack of anything to say. It's retarded. It's retarded. Number four is called, hey, while I crawl into my insecure fetal position, can you pass me the hot water and lemon, Jerry? Maybe I'm complimenting myself thinking you're coming up with material. And you're really maybe, not. Maybe. I'm not that interesting. Maybe. <laughs> do, you see why, do you see why being friendly with you could be a disaster? Because it, there really is this feeling that like Jerry – is judgmental. Jerry is yes. very. Yeah. Yes. Jerry gets I'm not aggravated. looking for friends, Howard. I'm not... No shit. Jerry's judgmental. What do you think? I mean, how long have you, have you known this man, by the way? Oh, 30 years? I mean, yeah. <laughs> this is like the first day of school. Do you remember? I know you remember it because you brought it up the one time was the um, the interview in probably two, 1993 when um, Jerry goes, Howard, the fart man thing. Don't do oh, it. Yes. And, <laughs> and, he, was the, like, and he, so he turns from, about it. And he was so adamant about it. And he was so upset and he clearly was so butthurt by that. Uh, that's the, the thing that he never, ever lets go of. Bob D, I know you, you may want to, we may want to pull that one just to hear that because it's, it's amazing the change in his tone and the way he treats Jerry after that. And Jerry just kind of brushes it off, right? Yeah. It, completely Jerry, unaffected. The, the, the thing I love most about, and I suggest anyone if they can find it on YouTube or anything, Google, mm-hmm. I don't know, mm-hmm. is the old clips of Seinfeld and Howard because Howard is so unfunny and Jerry is so unfazed. So when yes. he goes on the attack, it is the most unfunny cringeworthy attack you've ever heard in your life. He starts in, he starts doing an impression of Jerry that's awful and he'll yeah. not stop doing it for right. I don't know 45 minutes on the attack and Jerry right. is perfect. 
Right. Because the the thing with these these guys from they all grew up at the comedy store. They him, Leno, Letterman, they're all peers and what's his name? Bill Maher. They're mostly unflappable because they've spent I don't know, thousands of hours on stage getting heckled and coming back and learning to, you know, deal with stuff like this. So when they get a fucking 79 on the radio that they have to deal with, it's not, it's like dandruff. You just wipe it away. It's nothing to it. it so, and the other thing is low hanging fruit. And Howard, for the longest time, the, the one I recall mostly was the 2013 interview where Jerry finally returns, right? This is after the Marcy Turkey era has started. And he handles Wiggy like he is one of the puppets. He so it, completely. And Wiggy goes like, you don't, you think I'm funny? You know, like, do you think you're funny, Howard? Do you think you're I funny? I heard that live and I yeah. remember hearing that and my mouth was agape because I right. knew holy shit, this is, he's, he's, he's literally taking him to school. He's roundhouse kicking him. So, Seinfeld was, so yeah. completely. And Howard kept backing himself into the corner. It's like, don't get into the corner. You're going to get knocked the fuck out. You dummy. You know, you want a movie analogy? Seinfeld was the, uh, the far, the dirty fucking grungy pig farmer in deliverance and Howard was Ned Beatty and he was going squeal squeal and that, it, was, it was that, that bad I've only seen deliverance once my dad made me watch it and he it's, said this is just something you have to do everyone you have to watch deliverance so it's I was just, like it's still disturbing okay but, we're yeah. watching deliverance and it was the most disturbing movie I was like oh it's my one- god I'm glad I did that, and I'm never happening again. Right. Let's continue with the clip. Anybody wants out, uh, fine. Doors <laughs> open behind you. <laughs> no, but there's a paranoia no. because, because everything aggravates you. Comedy, your comedy especially, is driven by aggravation. The I would say tradition. most comedy is. Most comedy is. It is. And, yeah. and, and So the next clip is called Dinner for Schmucks and the Seinfelds. And this is... Um, I don't recall the context, but they went out with um, Jessica and Jerry at one point. Yeah. So, you well, yes. So they went out to dinner. So, you know. <laughs> Hijinks ensue. <laughs> <laughs> this is the problem with being friendly with Jerry Seinfeld. And now I realized it all when I was watching your special. I've gone to dinner with you alone, just us, mm-hmm. or with your wife and uh, my mm-hmm. wife. And it's 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 wonderful, but I realize I'm not my authentic self around you. And a really? lot of time, yes, because a lot of times I'm sitting there going, I think Jerry is writing material right now. <laughs> he made his material and he called me. <laughs> There's a look he gets on his face. I- Haven't we been saying for years that he must be friends with him to just fucking laugh at him behind his face and just kind of goof on him after the fact? Because it, it, Jerry's incredibly. Um, not, I wouldn't. He is. He can. He appears arrogant, but he's incredibly confident, and he knows Howard isn't. Jerry is probably one of the most observant comics in the mm-hmm. game, yeah. or people in general. It's mm-hmm. just that ability to not only be observant, but be observant in a way that's uh, you don't know it's happening. So he doesn't make mm-hmm. it obvious that he's observing you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. I can't I can't imagine how he is friends with Howard for any other reason <laughs> than to just observe because <laughs> it is it's like 
you know, it's a ringling, it's a ringling brothers show of gay and closeted <laughs> and projection. I mean, it's fantastic. <laughs> Imagine a uh, clown car filled with nothing but gay clowns crashing on a loop in slow motion, and it just continues crashing. That doesn't end. That's Howard. Like, like and he's got the wig, the wig. clown wig, clown wig too, and the big that red alone, nose. That alone, that alone. Looking at that hair, alone. <laughs> you remember that picture? That one famous oh. picture from two thousand six. <laughs> Seinfeld's looking up at Beth and Howard. They're both like staring off into the distance, probably looking at some camera lens. And he's looking at them like, Are, "Is that real? <laughs> is that so, real?" That's so funny too because it, you know Howard always idolizes the monsters, and that is just exactly every monster episode in <laughs> one picture. Like, yeah, you come to the door and there's Herman. <laughs> mm, <what>? You rang. <laughs> Let's get I went to dinner with you right before we all quarantined ourselves. We went to a restaurant. <laughs> yeah. And I remember sitting there with you. I said, Jerry, I'm freaking out. I think there's COVID-19 here. We're going to get sick. And you were like, eh, don't worry about it. You know, you were right. a calming voice. But we, yeah. it was on our mind. But there were times in the conversation I see Jerry slipping off, let's say. And I mm-hmm. go, this motherfucker is writing material, <laughs> right? No, he's just bored shitless with whatever you've got to say. I can't, can't even imagine what they talk about. Not, well, we saw what they talk about. They tried in comedians and cars getting coffee. They can't have a conversation. He can't even split a brownie. He thought that was romantic. Could you imagine? You want to split a brownie? Whoa, you're trying to fuck me? <laughs> My favorite part of that, he goes, I love chocolate. <laughs> it's a brownie. It's like it's not chocolate. Wow, chocolate is one of the ingredients. I think Benjamin said something like, "That's like saying seeing a cake and go, I love eggs." <laughs> <laughs> the next clip is called uh, "Love Me, Daddy, I'm a Grown Man." Jeffrey <laughs> did a very loving thing for me. Oh, fuck. which I, I fucking he did that in the Ablo thing. He said that word loving. He doesn't understand the difference between selfless and loving. It, it, that implies that he did something that was so wonderful for me. Not he did something great. I, I haven't talked about this, but you call. And I don't think you'll care that I bring this up because it really was loving. You called me up and said, we should go to dinner together. You you know, Howard, I hear you. You're trying to figure out your future, whether you should mm-hmm. be doing this mm-hmm. thing. And you said, let's go to dinner, the two of us. Mm-hmm. And I want to, he goes, well, let's talk about you. Tell Because I hear on the radio, you're confused. You Now this, this one, you, I was fascinated me, with this. Me, 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 <laughs> me, me, me. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the hell? I've never, I've never had a sentence that sounded so self-centered. <laughs> Bowie, Bowie did a, a he did what was that one that when he did the um uh I want you back tape the screening and uh, uh Gary said <laughs> Gary said well enough about me let's talk about me I know what I want you know what I want <laughs> that's right um and well this is kind of the same thing but what I find it fascinating because if they went before the covid it was probably in the hampton somewhere and that would have been february i'm assuming february or even march and so if they went out and had their broke bread as they say um that means that well it's there's a lot of conjecture amongst Eastern X fans and fans alike all saying this is the last year 
Like they're not going to re-sign him again. And we believe that's the case. Any opposition to that? Uh, no, I agree with yeah. you. Right. So th- that might've been the impetus for him meeting with Jerry or whatever Jerry's saying, but he, apparently he says, Jerry reached out to him and said, let's go out and talk about your future, which I find it hard to believe that that was the case. So I don't know. I, I actually think that that's possible because Seinfeld, of course, has always been on top of his career and evolves in a way to make sure that he is. Mm-hmm. Howard is now, you know, dragging. He's a tin can dragging from a fucking hoopty. So it's no surprise. Maybe that Jerry's like, listen, hang it up. I well, mean, that's, that's... And not so many words, but maybe he was trying to maybe some people were like, listen, he respects you. He'll listen to you. Try to get him to come to his own conclusion that it's better to give it up now. You know, like when you were when didn't, you have kids, you want yeah. them to think of it for themselves. You can push them mm-hmm. in that direction. But if they come right. to that conclusion, right, they, they're more likely to do it and maybe to retain it as well. Whatever the lesson is. Um, we didn't, we we were talking about that with a little with Bob. He's saying how with narcissistic personality disorders, you, you have to make them think it's their idea, which they're going to do anyway. And so you have to sort of coax them or trick them into, like we said, putting the pill in the, in the wiener for the dog. And I could see, I could see Jerry telling him what for, but also Wiggy going, well, after the fact, going home and saying, well, fuck him. What does he know? But on the other hand, his dad idolizes Jerry so much. And would trade Jerry for Howard in a fucking New York second. That's as such a, a great point. I forgot about that. I mean, I didn't yeah. forget about it, but I, I didn't think about it when I was pulling these clips. Yeah. I mean, think about it. For years, he was quoting Seinfeld to Howard, and Howard wasn't even able to get Jerry back on because he talked so much shit about him all those years. And he wouldn't come back. Even to Sirius, he didn't come back until well into Sirius. And um, he was not on the show, didn't call in, and he still talked shit about him. I'm sure he was just fucking jelly completely. Could you imagine if you're, say, Ben, you know, I can imagine how my father, I don't know, like idealized Muhammad Ali or something. And say I have a radio show or I'm super famous and I could have him on, but I don't. And I don't let my father make that connection that would mean the world to him i would purpose i would purposefully just shit all over muhammad ali just because my dad likes him (laughs) that's crazy and and that might have been i think that was a huge part of it it was all like fuck you for fuck you for being loved by ben stern you know jerry how dare you how dare you do something to touch my father he can't remember tissue time with heidi cortez but he can (laughs) recite every episode of seinfeld So I, I think it might be galling, but, you know, it's something you'd have to accept. I mean, if you are any kind of rational, normal human being. Anyway, so he is claiming that Gary made J- Jerry made this big uh, overture, like, let's talk about your future. Do you, do you want to continue mm-hmm. doing radio? Do you not want to continue doing radio? And you said to me, I would like to sit and listen to you. Now, mm-hmm. I have never gotten a call like this wow. from anyone in or out of show business or any. Yeah, man, no one cares about my future. I got a couple tens of millions. I got 500 million to make everyone else work. That's right. Number seven, overwhelmed by human emotion. We're not going to bullshit about anything but this issue. 
We're going to sit down and discuss There's one this thing issue. on the table. Yeah. One thing on the table. It's almost, it's better than a shrink because I, I, I. There's one thing on the table. Almonds. Have a better perspective on you because my life is similar. We're at similar points in our lives. We're, we're, we've done what we wanted to do. We're at a point of, okay, I could say I did it. Do I keep going? Okay. Now here's where Jerry's wrong. He did it. He did what he wanted to do, which for most comedians of that generation was get the sitcom, make your syndication money, make shitloads of money, and then be able to do stand-up and make all kinds of money for stand-up for, for stupid amounts of money and, and have people pr- kiss and your ass. Whatever, and be able to produce whatever kind of show you want to make. Absolutely. Wiggy has never been doing what he wants, which is really to get all kinds of money to do way less work. He'd love to have been a fucking film star. He would love that. He would have dropped radio, TV, everything to have been a movie star that got paid like twenty million. But he, you know, that was not going to happen. See, I don't think we, he actually knows what he wants. I think he just wants boatloads of money to do yeah. nothing. Yeah, I mean, what 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 job would uh, entail that? I mean, really, if he was smart, he would have just invested in some. He had some company, like became a CEO of several companies, or bought in and just bought stock and let the stock make his money for him. I mean, who wants to be? I've I've never seen somebody who wants to be the center of attention so much, but then is so critical and scared and insecure to be the center of attention. It really is. Fascinating. Uh, yeah, it's an awful person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was so much fun, Howard. Uh, well, I've never done that I with should. anyone else. Did you else, help him make a decision? I, I'm getting it. Uh, yes, we did. We did. Go ahead. Oh. I, I said to my wife when oh. Jerry called, all bullshit aside, show business, this, that, the other thing. I don't think I've ever gotten a call like this where someone would take an interest in me. <laughs> except for, oh, except, except when me. Buckwald's check didn't clear, so that's when he got a call. <laughs> I mean, come on. What kind of bullshit is that? I never got a call from that, from whoever. I, I, I don't, I don't, don't buy it. Don't buy it for is, a minute. That, that's why I said overwhelmed by human emotion. Like, that's something he, I maybe, I should be talking about this situation like this. What is, isn't that what a human does? And he's actually full of shit because Letterman years and years ago, decades ago, called him personally when he was not, you know, not for work purposes and said we should, you know, hang out more. And he he goofed on him. He said, why would I do that? Like, why would I hang out with Letterman? Why would I, you know, he's miserable. Why would I want to do that? And um, it was, I think it was after. Oh, because uh, Wiggy's such a ray of sunshine. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. In this way. And I also respect Jerry because of everything he's done. And I, I, yeah. I, I'm overwhelmed. I was actually overwhelmed with emotion. Uh. That's nice. I'm <laughs> overwhelmed with human emotion. <laughs> Do you want to know how funny it is that Jerry just goes, yeah, that's nice. <laughs> Clip number eight is called Uncomfortable Tzvi Receives Advice from Father Tudor number 600, Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> we changed that at the last minute. What was it before? Father so Surrogate? I, so I said... Uncomfortable. I titled it "Uncomfortable Spee receives yeah. advice from surrogate father number six hundred yeah. Jerry Seinfeld." And when you were um, putting these up, you said "father tutor," and I fucking almost <laughs> pissed myself laughing. It was so funny. <laughs> father tutor. <laughs> 
might have to make a, I might have to make a, I might have to make a Photoshop of a classified paper, like a classified section of a paper where it just has Howard circling all these tutors with the pen, like chess tutor, photography tutor, human impersonator tutor, radio host. Sorry, guys. He was surprised Jessica Seinfeld raised her kids. <laughs> oh, that is comedy. There, I got. I even got uncomfortable because I kept trying to switch it back to you. And say, Jerry, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna? Which is what he always fucking does. He cannot take the need. He cannot be. How, how obnoxious would that be to be at dinner with someone? Who cannot talk about himself? Do you think he wore a diaper at dinner? (laughs) (laughs) Do you think he was in a high chair? (laughs) Oh my god! He talked about me too. We 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 did. We shared it. Yeah. But 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 you but you looked at me and kept saying, "Let's stick to the topic. Let's stick to you. What are you gonna do with your career?" Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you didn't have any prejudgment. You didn't say, "This is what I think you should be doing." You Mm -hmm. listened to me. Which is yeah. like a psychiatrist. <laughs> so it's not a friend; it's a psychiatrist. Oh my god! Oh. That was the only way. That was the only way he could make sense of it. But to say that was like a psychiatrist. Could you? Who, what, what person have you ever met would say something like that? I mean, he needs that a friend. Friends. He needs a friend tutor. <laughs> <laughs> This is not going to go away, guys. The tutor thing is not going to go away. Yeah. How many, now, now, the fact that you're – I know you're a busy guy and you could be doing 20 million other things. The fact that you did that, uh, it, uh, it still moves me when I think uh, about it. Yes, Sam, go ahead. Could you imagine being moved by the fact your friend wants to go to dinner? <laughs> You want to get a burger? Oh my god, I'm so for, for real. Imagine getting dressed for a burger to go to McDonald's with somebody because they just like, oh my god, am I am I do I do I, do I get pre pre-distress, pre-distressed boots pair number seventeen or pair number twelve? Do Which one do Ralph I wear? Ralph had to get him dressed. <laughs> He fretted. And Ronnie was behind the wheel of air. He was behind the wheel of Air Force oh One. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh, oh, just, the thought of all. The thought of what's what's that? The thought of what must have went on just the to preparation. Get oh Jesus! Yeah, and the, the armed guards escorting him inside the restaurant. <laughs> Like with AK forty sevens in HKs, like he's like jealous of Donald Trump's bunker. <laughs> Snipers on the roof. The <laughs> call, by the way, we were at my wife's birthday party. That's right, and I and that's what I said. Let's get together and just have a dinner about this, nothing else. And I think I feel so badly about myself. I said, "Oh, he must be kidding. He's he does not really." He's not really interested in me. He doesn't want to. Now, is he fishing for compliments, or is he that is he self aware enough to know that he's an annoying piece of shit? Oh, he's just like Beth, where she's like, "Oh, here's a picture of me with a cat, but oh, look at my crow's feet." Or <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like what? Yeah, and she we she does that later. We'll play a clip of her fishing for more fucking compliments. It's, they uh, both so... do this. It's like, what do you want? Just tell me what you want me to say, please. 
because clearly it's so obvious. You might as well have a fishing reel hanging off a fucking (laughs) yacht right now. (laughs) Why not? Listen to me. (laughs) Right. No, I really feel that way about myself. So when when you actually made it happen, I was like, you know, this this is very unusual in my life. And I was appreciative. Yeah, I was very appreciative. But here's the kicker to this story. So you and I have this long conversation, and we agree what I should do. We, mm-hmm. And I said, thank you for that. And we talked a little about you. Mm-hmm. And you said, you know what, Howard? Here's what I'm going to do. Like how, and how insecure do you have to be after this many millions? What do you give a fuck what Jerry has to say and what he wants, what, he, what advice he has? If you're More so hot shit, what are you listening to him for? Listen to what we're hearing, Fillmore. This is like when you're taking a foreign language and you're like, this is what you say, then this is what they might say, and then this mm-hmm. is what you say. <laughs> Yeah, right. And it's like what conjugate. Uh, and you, you said uh this is what I might do. Uh this is what you might do. It's so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> like yeah, this is called a conversation. Speed. You, you see Seinfeld on the other end just kind of filing his nails going like yeah, right. Nice. Mm-hmm. And you got listen, it. He is so impressed with the fact that there was a conversation had. That's what he was overwhelmed by. <laughs> He's overwhelmed he by uh, bonjour, ça va? Oui, ça va? <laughs> like, you, you know who Howard is? He's Carrie. <laughs> he can't believe he's the prom queen for a night. Oh. <laughs> and then covered in blood. <laughs> and uh, I went off and I, just, I, I called my agent. And I told him what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I ran into you couple of months later and i said jerry i i want you to know i'm doing what we decided to do and he goes oh <laughs> yeah and i'm doing the complete opposite of what we decided to do. <laughs> it was like you smacked me in the head what happened it sounds to me like the only thing i can think of is the book deal like or the, the... why if you're almost 70 and you need a surrogate father tutor to tell you what to do and then right. you're upset that they're going in a different path with their own life you're that insecure right. yeah i mean how pathetic you didn't hold my hand when i jumped into the water with my water wings on that's that's essentially what we're hearing here like what what do you mean you, you left me at the beach <laughs> you went to you went to build a sand castle you didn't go swimming with me <laughs> you fucking asshole so the next one is I called cry. The next one is called Boring Meryl to Death with Your Movie. He met Where, Meryl Streep. Yeah. I, I met Meryl Streep, and I had this anecdote about when I was making my movie, how I watched her video, and it helped me. I walk up to her, right. and I go, I, I love you, and then I started telling her the story. Halfway through the story, I see the eyes glazing over. <laughs> this was preceded oh. by Seinfeld saying he met her and said, I love you. And she said, I love you. And then that was it. They left it at that. Wiggy can never leave something like that alone. <laughs> Remember the Don Rickles thing where he fucked up the storytelling Don and Don, a 90-year-old, corrected him? <laughs> yes. And this, is, this just dawned on me. He's lying. This story about the tape was in the the Charlie Rose thing we listened to. And it was not Meryl Streep. It was... Michael uh, Caine. It was Michael Caine. So he's lying. 
Well, he he might have watched a Meryl Streep. There might no. have, maybe there was a Meryl Streep, but that you're right. He doesn't mention it ever before. I don't remember this bullshit. It was Michael Caine. It wasn't Meryl Streep. He, how uh, many actors and actresses do you think he went up to just to say, "Hey, when I made my movie, I watched you in a film." Yeah, yeah he, <laughs> he acting lessons. Yeah, <laughs> I know I'm trapped. The story isn't all that interesting. She's probably heard it fifty billion fucking times. And now I made the mistake. You did it right. I love you. I love you. And in fact, in the Michael Jordan. Okay, so that was a cutoff. But that's that was what that was the main point there. Not Man, knowing he maybe he did right. meet her, but it wasn't. It the circumstances were not about the he he studied her acting tape or some bullshit. But you're right. That I love you. I love you was the point, and the point was the simplistic, um, and just kind of. Uh, amazing thing where you just know someone without knowing them and say I love you and I love you and that's it. That simple exchange, yeah. right? Is it doesn't have to, doesn't it's have to be pure. Deep. It's just pure. <laughs> and he's taking that and saying this. What do you a know detard. Do, do you know why? It's because he has to get something from. It, it's obviously because he has to get something from them deeper than oh, i love your show or whatever or, or he met her and she said nothing maybe she fucking hated his guts and he was desperately craving for some kind of approval from her didn't get it because she was just being polite and she wanted nothing to do with him and it maybe that dawned on him but he's not admitting it here but i can't yeah, well, see meryl he Street. was rambling see meryl he Street. said yeah. and her eyes yeah. were glazed so could you imagine boring he's meryl not... streep wow <laughs> He's not exactly he's not exactly Mark Twain with his storytelling skills. Let's be honest. So the last clip, I told you not to be stupid, you moron. No loitering in comedy, which is just a, and is uh, something that Jerry says. Uh, Netflix. Like a, my my comedy motto is no loitering. <laughs> right, no loitering. Get to work. By the way, I do have to remind you: when the pandemic is over, there's a restaurant that you are going <laughs> to love, and you're going to go there. Now the the no loitering in comedy. I know you wanted that because it was a, just very like a, almost a throwaway line, but he's me, really wanting it. To, yeah, I stuck with that because I thought that's such um, the antithesis of what Howard does. I yes. said that Howard's motto is "Park here forever," so <laughs> it's. <laughs> That's what I think. So and double double park here forever. <laughs> so I feel like I feel like Jerry does all these throw these hints, especially probably at dinner and even saying that no loitering in comedy. If you're too dim to not take away the fact that you should get the fuck off the radio, I don't know yeah. what else you need. Do you need a do you need a billboard in front of your house that says retire, you old <laughs> fucking queen? Well, this is why I don't believe he'll ever retire. That's the problem. Like, look at Larry King. Larry King got on, not Hulu, what's the other one? Aura TV. They, uh, they I don't even know what that is. Show. What? It's Aura TV. It's another, it's, Larry King does regular interviews now. He's, he's still working. He's um, alive? Yeah, fuck yeah. And he's still doing great interviews, believe it or not. Shit, his only I problem, don't even know. His only problem is, I think, um, short-term memory. But his long-term memory is fantastic, and he's excellent. He's still got interviews. He did one with Norm when he was promoting his book. He did one with Dice, which was really good. And uh, it's excellent. You can see clips on YouTube, all kinds of them. Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah, Carlos Slim, the guy that put the um, the channel together, decided what well, you're too you're you're not you're too young to retire. And he's like 70, 80 years old. And he says, "What are you going to do when you're retired?" And Larry just wants to keep working. I don't blame him. He's also got a couple fucking hundred alimonies to pay for, so maybe that's why. Uh, can, can we take a keep, quick break? Here? Keep keep marrying those bims. <laughs> the beefuses will take you down. Now, everybody, we are into June first, so we're going to try to move along. And Sam, would you read the first one, please? Human Impersonator Incorporated. <laughs> okay. What is that called? Morphinism? Marfa? I Marfa. thought it was... Mar- um, I don't know. <laughs> I haven't researched that one. One of the guys, I think Gary got a call from Marfa and Mike's dad like months ago saying he was checking off the planet. We, were we even saying goodbye to him? Now, now, this is after... This is the 25th of May is when George Floyd was killed. And this is June first. So how many? Six days, thirty days has September, April, June, and November. Okay, so six All days the rest later. Have Thirty-one. Except for February, <laughs> that's that. a special one. I have to do that every time for certain months. Uh, call me stupid. Call me. Call me. Call me stupid. I do um, the same thing. <laughs> yeah, and um, the uh, maybe the key to remember is to have a birthday in every month. Um, I think. It was six days and not a mention of George Floyd. And we, I think people were asking, do you think he's going to mention it? Do you think he's going to mention it? And we're like, no, not and a chance. And this is, by the way, after the fact, Robin had a blind rage Twitter. I mean, she all of a sudden woke up out of, you know, whatever coma she's in and just decided to start tweeting so but, this is previously before the show started, too. Well, actually, no, that's on the second. So on the first, the day of the first is when she starts tweeting, but not until well after they've been recording. And I think she was pissed off that he didn't bring it up. I agree with you. So can I read some of these tweets Robinson just for the hell of it? Right now or when? Because Jason's going to do some of them, but go ahead. Okay. There's not too many, but she, she there's a flurry of them on the day of the first. But Don't. after the show. Don't fall into Trump traps. They are really obvious and easy to see. Keep the protests civil and disband before dark. Let him secure his base on his own. Next one. Real political protesters don't be shields for looters and disruptors. They are not your friends. They neither care about you or the Floyd family. Next one. Don't let America forget George Floyd. That's what Trump wants. Next one. <laughs> Don't get angry. Get justice. Next one. All of a sudden, Trump can see good people on both sides. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, the, the, the that one was perfect. She did all those in what the span of what an hour, like yeah. in the same hour. They like, were yeah. like, yeah, they were like but manic in, uh, Beth Instagram posts. But they were sometime in like the AM, weren't they? Like really uh, late. They were. Well, yeah, they were. Let me read the timestamps. Sorry, I was. You know. No worries. I because the the key because it came they almost came out of nowhere because she hadn't been tweeting for she rarely tweets I, I mean she's too busy doing rarely. absolutely nothing but um, June first uh, they were at seven uh, no they were seven twenty two p.m. so they were like okay. late so they were 
evening. way later in the show, but not 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 soup, not in the morning. Like she was up all night on pop rocks and coke. Uh, and there's more though. Uh, oh yeah, that it was about Cuomo. A lot about Cuomo, and she just and then she's retweeting Stephen King. I mean, so Robin was going nuts tweeting, and to my knowledge. I think on the first, let me just make sure of this because I, I got a bunch of clips. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, yes, Bobo calls in. He's the only reason. If not for Bobo, and if it was not orchestrated, because usually Bobo is one of those tools that comes in and, hey, Howard, what about? And it's all set up. But there's no way he was set up to talk about it for Howard to ignore. There's just no way. No. And uh, so human impersonator. Incorporated goes on to talk about Marfan Mike, and it's all this whack pack stuff, guys. That's what he goes on with on the fucking June first, first time back. Don't you remember how good the show used to be? Like, whenever something, some event happened over the weekend, you couldn't wait for them to I get back on Monday. Couldn't wait anytime. Every every even like if it was something dumb that happened at the MTV mm-hmm. Awards or the yeah. Grammys. Trivial. I mean, trivial shit, but even big life shit like. 9 11 mm-hmm. or uh, a- a- anything. I mean, pick mm-hmm. it. I would yep. be, I could not wait. I had my alarm set and would get mm-hmm. ready to school with the radio in my bathroom and then couldn't right. wait to get in my car, like run to my car. <laughs> right. Or even if something, something is so, so non, non important, like, uh, so unimportant, like um, they went to California the weekend and they were going to talk about what they did when they came back. It was that it was cool. Like it was it was actually interesting sometimes. Sometimes oh my it was God, but... when they used to go on vacation and then come back, I I was ecstatic. I used to sure. be so excited. Yeah. And now this is going on and you don't talk about it. Now, before we go into all the clips, what is what do you figure went down? Do you figure it he he was just scared shitless of saying the wrong thing that he knows he would? Or do oh, you think he I was th- given an edict? I think that well I have a do you think Marcy? Of, do you think the shusher said no? <laughs> I think a little bit of a conspiracy theory here. So CNN okay. this week just did a list of blackface movie stars and singers and people in popular culture that have done mm-hmm. blackface. And Howard mm-hmm. is obviously missing from this list, which is weird to me Big and time. messed up on so many levels. But yep. I think that he was given in awareness that this was going to be coming mm-hmm. and he is not talking about this because he will be one of those people on that list and that will bring awareness to something he's trying to bury so desperately but guess what Kaylee Anthony killed her kid and the body was found your corpses are going to be found it's yeah. going to happen it's behind well, a log but guess what those things are going to come to popular culture light again. They happened many, right. the blackface maybe, uh, you know, many years ago, but way worse than so many other people. Yeah. It's, Jimmy Kimmel's or uh, that would like, who was Jimmy Fallon was the latest one. And that was an SNL sketch. And so that would have been 2000. Now Howard's last sort of, he was really more about that in the channel nine shows. And I made a compilation. I'll put it on my channel. I don't usually put video on, but I think I should for this one. Um, he was more about audio stuff, you know, like he did the DMX song, my N words, you know, yep. and, and I've got that on there as well. 
but even more recently in the serious years, he had he was he had the that N-word guy N word N word. If you spell it like Liberace, but use that the N word instead, there was a guy that, and he would have people use that word, calling in calling in using that word as a proxy for using it, and had no they, problems. They with had it. they had that one guy who would just purposely taunt Robin and call her the N word. Remember, he uh, hate man hate man. Yes, he would. He would say. I still love you, my like smelly little or yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, he just... fill, fill in the blanks, guys. And so the whole, so the whole idea, not to mention, like, forget all this. What when like the George Floyd thing? You you have to think back of when the Rodney King thing happened. And I'm going to play a little of the audio of that now before we go any further. After I play this initial clip, finish playing the 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 Marfan Mike bullshit. So before you play, no. wait. Before Hold on, yeah, you go play... ahead. Go ahead. Before you play this, I just, I really do think that he was given some sort of edict or some, somebody got a hold of him and said, this is what's coming down the pike. You better not say a goddamn thing about George Floyd because there's right. a blackface list coming out on CNN yes. this week. Right. So if you're smart, you won't do this. Not a directive, but more of like this is if you're if you've got any brains in that fucking pea head of yours, don't do this. So this is him going on about Marfan Mike and this whole thing of where are all these whack packers? Where do they go to? It's awful. Wow. Maybe off the air I did that. <laughs> I, I, I was Dude. like, ah, I don't know. You dying? I don't have a merit to airtime. <laughs> Fuck. So right before we go into the next thing, I want to play that Rodney King, the 20 seconds of it. This is like 90, uh, before the verdict, I believe. But How um, nice. Uh, you're, before, you dying doesn't, <laughs> doesn't, <laughs> the, doesn't merit a mention on the show. You just gave free content for years. Yeah. So. Involved in a high-speed chase that this Apparently guy was breaking the law. I are. am very concerned about high-speed chase. <laughs> Why are people in a high-speed chase? No one is asking this guy that question. <laughs> All of a sudden, that's moot. He's now brain damaged from the beating he took, Howard. He can't answer the question. And now he will never drive, which I'm glad. <laughs> I don't want a guy in a high-speed chase. Those cops did everyone in Los Angeles a favor. Do you know, you know what? Every once in a while, you lose your mind. Well, I good. Have to bring so this, this one went way longer. I could play more guys, but I'm really not going to. But basically, he was pro-cops. And it's, it's in the private parts book as well. Keep going. You want to play more? Yes. Okay, sure. Hold on. Let me just get back into that. Concerned that the guy was involved uh, in a high-speed chase. That okay. To bring you back to your senses. No way. Because you believe in the Constitution, do you not? I absolutely do. You do you think that is the greatest document this country has? If I was a police officer and I was involved in a high-speed chase, Answer. I'd want 21 of my friends around to make sure when I got when I pulled this guy over, he didn't blow me away with a gun. Answer the question. What is the question? Do you... Basically, and his whole his whole thing was like they found out after the fact that he was okay. Oh, he was speeding and he was drunk, and of course, like these are all awful things. But George Floyd, for example, and if anybody gets offended by me talking about this, then go fuck yourselves. This is this is the real reality. It's not political when you're talking about human life, like when a human life is lost. Okay, and so. Uh, Rodney King, in this particular situation, yeah, he was doing something illegal. Did he deserve to get beaten like he did because Fuck he was drunk? No, because he was breaking the, the law. That's the point of. That's why Wiggy's avoiding this because he said this really damning thing. 
yeah. about Rodney King. And George Floyd's rap sheet is way longer than Rodney King's, by the way. I've... So if Howard's saying this about Rodney King, how is he going to defend or he has to avoid the subject altogether? Because right. if that's your stance on Rodney King, then mm-hmm. what the hell are you going to say about George Floyd? Which, by we, the way, we find be, out we, we find out later what he does. Nothing. And even yeah. then, Howard, you shouldn't say a goddamn thing about Rodney King because you wouldn't know what a high speed chase is. You haven't been behind the wheel <laughs> at that point for 10 plus years. That didn't that did not escape me, but I'll continue a little more of this. You believe in the Constitution? No. Oh, Howard. Then I don't want to hear you screaming every time the FCC ignores it. Take the Constitution, roll it up, and hit the guy with it. <laughs> Give it to the cops. He'd be better off. There you go. But anyway. <laughs> roll that piece of paper up in a tight, tight little like a newspaper and bang him over the head. <laughs> The Rodney people are running around. King is, is still in the hospital. Rodney Howard. King should pull over to the side of the road. Is- now, here's the thing. Here's the thing, guys. He should be getting all kinds of blowback for this. And when he did his book tour, they even some people brought it up in the interviews, like the Rodney King comments. He never actually apologizes for anything of the, that he says. He goes, I don't even know that I believed it then. Whoopee. I don't even know. Whoopee. Whoopee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm not going to I'm not I shouldn't should I play a little more of that or what? This is so important, Fillmore. And not only that, who else is playing this? I mean I guess so. Are you kidding me right now? This just... limousine liberal is sitting here telling us how to live and saying shit about Marfan Mike and nothing about George Floyd because of this exact reason. So let's let it fly. Okay, we'll play a little more. It's a moot point at this uh, that's, juncture. That, that's what I'm complaining about. What? I don't want that to be a moot point. Howard, let's just say that this man had had, you know, you were supposing for the police yesterday. Let me suppose for you. If my kid had excuse been in front me. of his car, excuse if me. my kid had been in front of his Your car in the high street chase and he had hit a child... You would have seen the whole uh, the whole thing been different. Oh, yeah. Okay, go ahead. If his kid was in front of the car and had an organ that needed to be donated, Howard would have let it die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So he and it's if we could continue playing it because it's a long clip. It's only this no, is actually four minute clip, but that's that's, that's the the meat of it. Yeah. And if you want more, go into the fucking private parts book where he talks about they should have beat him more. Um, you know, he was pro cops for for ages and ages. Now. I mean, God only knows. He doesn't um, have a real stance on anything unless no. it's to be invited to a party at the Hamptons. So, hey, yeah. whatever Hollywood piece of shit is having a party, <laughs> I'm going to agree with with whatever they think for the moment. Yeah, and the fact is he he was more about shocking back in the day than anything else. So it really was – anything came out of his mouth, a lot of it wasn't necessarily what he believed, I'm sure. But at the time especially, I remember thinking well, – Okay, that was incredibly like there were riots over the fucking Rodney King verdict. There were riots, guys. Oh my Same gosh. as what's happening if, now. If you want to see the riots, go to Netflix and watch the L.A. riots uh, documentary. It's incredible. Yeah, it's... And I was se- I was seventeen at the time, and at that, unfortunately, no internet. You could only get stuff piecemeal from the news, like really, like hoping for the right channel. Or we couldn't even get C-SPAN when I, where I was where I grew up, and so you wouldn't see. Um, you couldn't see a lot of stuff live as it was happening. You couldn't see, um, you know, 
uh, elected officials talking about stuff in the moment. You had to always get the next fucking paper the next day or hopefully go to the library and someone didn't rip that article out, you know, before you got a chance to go to it. (laughs) You know what I mean? but, But this guy is number one in radio and he's a voice, a very important voice at this time. Sure. So yeah. he doesn't have in the many markets he does now. I mean, not no. even by a long shot. But back then, yes, he did. And he's saying these things. That's when I my our point of doing this too is the fact these clips that you're playing that that clip you just played that matters. Mm-hmm. That doesn't go away. And if you don't think that people took that opinion in some form and became cops or became. Uh, whatever they are going to be in life, and he's an sure. influence on them. I mean, that's the point of calling him to the stage. You shouldn't right. be exempt from this. Right. It's not about being woke. It's about more like more along the lines no, of like I said, because I don't, I don't, I don't agree. I don't agree with uh, Jimmy Fallon having to make an apology about something that was, I mean, no, clearly misguided. Yeah. Just, no. just don't do it. Don't do it again. And uh, just you could even say something like it was a mistake. It shouldn't have been done and move on. Most people will move on. Like, for example, the editor of Bon Appetit magazine wore brown face in 2003 and he resigned and gave this like huge apology and left. I mean, you don't have to do that. You can realize in 2003 when you were in college Hmm. 20 years ago you made a mistake. You don't have to give yeah. up your whole career that you built this beautiful magazine right. for because you right. did something dumb. Haven't we all done something stupid? Haven't we all? Exactly. So uh, the next one. So so all on the June 1st, all he's talking about is fucking whackpackers that are dead or no longer there to provide him with filler because he's now in his fucking basement. And uh, clip number two. Uh, <laughs> you want to read number two? Oh, Jesus. <sighs> Fred, Fred takes a note and a powder. So Fred fucks up on, like, they're, they're just not on the ball, so. Hey, Marfan, you're all right. Hey, how, how are you? I'm on you. Thank God we didn't lose you. I get so upset when we lose a whack packer, either through health issues and dying. I get so upset. He just said I'm. he's lucky if he gets airtime if he dies and I mention it. Right. <laughs> There, there, there was no faster turnaround. Like that was faster than any fucking 180 in uh, the French Connection from it Popeye. Really, it really was Buffy the Vampire snapping a vampire's neck right in the beginning <laughs> of the show. Or like with Beetlejuice, yeah. who's now like locked up in his mom's house, can't even get a hold of him. Right, Beat? Well, right. Well, hold on. Right, Beat. You're not Beat. <laughs> You're not Beat. You're muff on Mike. Hey, Beat. <laughs> Just I was just talking to me. <laughs> Fred's completely asleep. <laughs> I absolutely love this. Yeah, Beat, I, I I think it's so funny because Beat's mom is putting down the gauntlet. She's saying you're not going to be a part of this bullshit anymore, or you. No. are you getting paid for this? No. Okay, you're not no. doing it. Fuck him. Yeah, we can't get a hold of Beat anymore. <laughs> Fred, are you awake? (laughs) Fred from his stupor just wakes up and hits the first sound clip he has. Just to to let him know. Just to let him know, hey, I'm not sleeping. This is just imagine Bowie doing the. 
sleeping, you know, in, in yeah. the chair that DePace isolated, <laughs> but like just put when, Fred's face in it. Picture when you, <laughs> picture like when you, you know, smoke a joint before school and then you go to your first period and you're asleep and the bell rings. You're like, fuck, what happened? Shots about transportation. Well, yeah. Okay. All right. Forget it. We'll edit that out of post. They did that. Oh, still out. on vacation. <laughs> 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 let it out of post. They don't even have the fucking effort to do. They don't even expend that much effort. They just left it in. I hope Scott, the engineer, is listening to this and just <laughs> drinking a cocktail with his new girlfriend and saying, "Fuck it, you." <laughs> yeah, here's to you, Scott. He should. Yeah, yeah. I mean, two seconds Sorry ago, wasn't I that. just talking to Beetlejuice? What happened, Fred? That you were. No, but I mean, what happened within the three seconds? You were talking to Marfon. I want to look at some notes that I was making for myself, and I distracted myself by making those notes. <laughs> he was he was updating the King Norris AOL website. Oh my God! What a horrible! I mean, these people must have been such losers in school because everyone knows how to make an excuse for it. Wait, what are you? I'm calling on you. What are you doing? Yeah. Well, I'm exactly. sorry. I'm uh, making uh, notes that um, uh, what? To... No, you yeah. say. What do you mean? What are you talking about? My dog about? ate the homework. <laughs> you were making notes to myself. What were those notes? <laughs> what are the notes you were making? It has something to do with some of the stuff that was in the rundown today. I see. Well, go I'll back to your notes. That. I won't talk to you. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> and if they were still in studio, that's the you'd never hear even that much of Fred anymore. Um, he would just be he would just be in some angle to throw gay shit at. He'd be saying, well, you know, I was Fred was blowing me, you know, five minutes ago. But that, that's that's besides the point. Some kind of I a love... side that involves gay, gay, like <laughs> Fred the bottom. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fred, because bottoms are highly prized, according to Wiki. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> OK, so number number three, please. This is a long one, so I'm scared. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> who, who in the holy name of Saint fucking Joseph is actually paying for this track? <laughs> who in the name of who in the anyway, holy name of Saint fucking Joseph is actually couple, paying for this track? A couple of months ago, he was. We were told by your dad, I think, that you were close to death. <laughs> yeah. What and I had. Yeah. Yeah, he said, he said, yeah, yeah. Pete yeah. Robin, who seems to be having some difficulty. He said, <laughs> just in case he didn't follow it. Thank you for clearing that up. Yeah, he said, <laughs> so this is the entertainment you're paying for subscribing every month, guys. Do you think Fred, do you think Fred needs to run down his notes for this? He's literally got an Atari joystick with the one button going, bunk, 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 that's it. <laughs> that's like uh, Mark and Mindy had Nanu Nanu. I see. With, that's, that's wow, a what a relevant. <laughs> Jinx by me. That was when Mark Jimmy J.J. Walker, that was when Jimmy J.J. Walker used to say, dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> anecdote i went uh the buffalo has the world's largest disco and that guy was at the world's largest disco along with some housewives and i think blair 
from from the facts of life yeah facts of life not sorry different strokes facts of life and uh yeah that guy uh he's old (laughs) oh jesus yeah and yeah he goes he's another comedy store regular back in the day got lucky with the sitcom so there's no (laughs) just listen to these references (laughs) <laughs> it was just like soap. Uh, I mean, uh, Rhoda. <laughs> <Let's keep going. laughs> Maud. <laughs> All these timely, re- these timely references to bring in the 14-year-olds. <laughs> Mama's like family. May- <laughs> it was like Mayberry. Okay. I'm hearing a hum. Hold on. You guys hear that? Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I mean... This guy is getting paid billions of dollars. Hmm. All right. Fuck it all. (laughs) (laughs) We like to play these clips every now and then, guys, just to remind you that some of you are paying for this. (laughs) You're paying for a a vibrator under a mattress. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. One sec. Uh, 50. Hold on. 50. 22 okay i gotta take another break i'm really sorry i got i got the uh, bladder like a, a five-year-old today i don't know why because i only woke up about a couple hours ago hold do you on need to, do you need to make a toilet paper teepee under around yours do you need to make a toilet paper turban <laughs> <laughs> now we're ready for clip number four uh zvi lamenting the loss of show filler aka unpaid whack packers <laughs> What was I saying? Oh, surely. So, I, I, oh, anyway. So he's saying I hate when a whack packer, a whack packer dies or gets sick, and you know it's so hard to find these guys. <laughs> no, he's not upset if they're dead or sick. He just has a hard time they, finding. They have families. Yeah, <laughs> they they're actually people... human beings. Yeah, unlike your family, who just realizes to stay the fuck away from you. These That's people right. actually have families that love them. Yeah, believe it or not. Oh, except maybe Eric. <laughs> I pitch Eric might be the one exception. <laughs> well, mm. he's making Especially six. Fi- he's making six figures on cameo. He's fine. It's just, it's just disgusting. He can't die. He can't die in a fucking of toxoplasmosis fast enough for me. I'm sorry. I hate that. I hate that cockroach. Like radio, so few whack packers. Um from the original group are alive anymore. <laughs> so number five, if you please, Sam. Hank now spinning in his mini grave. <laughs> I mean, uh, they're all gone. Hank, Hank the, the angry Hank, dwarf? It's over, Hank Jenny. was like a, um, Hank was a blow to my system so heavy. <laughs> I mean, it was ridiculous. <laughs> what? <laughs> Hank was a blow to my system. What system? <laughs> it's air system, I suppose. Is, is it the human system? <laughs> I guess so. Uh, number six, please. Reverse roll call, a.k.a. even in death, Wiggy can kill time with whackpackers. Crackhead Bob is gone. Hi, Joey Daddy. Boots is gone. Nicole Bass is gone. <laughs> it's like, it's like a roll call, Lisa G. It's the reverse roll call. <laughs> it's hey. reverse roll call. <laughs> So even though they're dead, there's no there's no amount of time he can he can he he's he's a, he's not afraid to kill time with dead whack packers discussion. Yeah, I'm trying to. Oh, uh, the guy Kenneth who Keith. used to 
Kenneth Keith, yes. The He's gone. Kept saying he could smoke through his eyes, blow smoke. And he, wasn't he the one that got put away for, uh, yeah. like sex, sexual, like, was it a sexual assaulting of a, of a, of a minor? Well, I know like double, double A was. Double, oh, double, no, double A had, it was, um, I think that he got off, but it was something like he had to do, it was ch- with the possession he, of he child to, pornography he, or something yes, like that? Yes. Okay. But Kenneth Keith Kalmbach actually went to, he was in lockup when he died, yes. I believe. Yeah. You're right. Smoke through his eyes. Yeah. Evil Dave is gone. Oh. All gone. Wow. Oh, oh. Original Bigfoot is gone. <laughs> Robin's the only one left. Remember the original Bigfoot with the guy? Oh, yeah. You know, the seven foot three guy? Rapping Granny, is she still around or is she dead? No, she I think dead. she's gone. She's gone. Rapping Granny. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yeah, like this is this is what people want to hear. Do you want to sit them down and talk about what they want to do with their career for the rest of their life for <laughs> overwhelming love? You want to feel loving? Uh, clip number seven, Mantown, the place where all weapons grade faggotry goes down along with Ralph. I probably dig it because I don't like doing anything. I could, didn't think it was possible for me to get more reclusive. I don't, you know, before COVID-19, like... Just going to work or going to a restaurant was painful for me. No, all bullshit is just painful. I, I can't sit with other people. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't sit with other people. I think it's the I'm opposite. Saying... I think it's the other way around. <laughs> this is why I'm saying, could you imagine the process of him going out to dinner with Jerry Seinfeld, what that must have entailed? Because he's paying to even go out to dinner with let's say his beard well just you remember that clip um raven asked for it the um the clip where robin talks about her book and then they one of the ex limo drivers calls in and said the uh limo service g- drivers yes. used to like like say used to fake they were busy so that they wouldn't have to pick her up because she was such a cunt uh do you imagine that the restaurant staff are like oh god this fucking pelican's got to come again what are we gonna like who's gonna serve him today <laughs> yeah i think because he's such <laughs> <laughs> they're like spinning steak knives and whoever it lands on is gonna go honestly several. i think he might be better than beth i think beth's a total cunt but i don't what? think you mean I don't, customer service wise yeah customer service wise i think she's you know everyone else is shit on my shoe in her uh, wine induced opioid induced coke induced spin and oh, yeah. i I also think that Howard is probably a little rough, but he barely eats. <laughs> and I think because of this narcissism and insecurity, maybe he doesn't actually make that much of a fuss because he's afraid. Well, yeah, it's either it. Yeah. Or he'll just bitch about it on the air um, about how bad this place was or whatever. Or he'll, I, I actually I don't even think he would do that anymore because. What kind of cheap uh, fuck buys a bag for like, I don't know, $1,000 or $500 who's making millions and then goes on the air and bitches about some waiter or waitress spilling wine on Beth's bag? I mean, yeah. that's like pocket change. That's like buying a sticker at a grocery yeah. store when you dump the change in. Yeah, it's literally, it's literally, yeah. And I'm sure the waiter was like Beth in the soap opera. Yeah. Can you ever have had the urge to spill something? It's hard to control. I think we have to go through that when we do that. The best of Beth clips. <laughs> the, the wink. 
I could watch that on a loop probably for 20 days. <laughs> it's the worst acting ever. If you don't know what we're talking about, I think it's oh, I don't know, it's all my children. I think it's a defunct uh, sit soap opera now. But... Um and she's she she had one clip and you never saw her again and she sticks out like the worst sore the biggest sore thumb you've ever seen, guys. I'm not even joking a little bit. Uh, no, I just winked at Fillmore awkwardly for the last I don't know thirty seconds. <laughs> thirty seconds, <laughs> and it might have been better. <laughs> Maybe it's gotten much worse. I don't want to walk outside, and I don't want to leave my room. Like I couldn't believe I had to come down to my basement and do the radio show. It felt like too much socializing. What room do you sit in my, most? I mean, you come office. out of your bedroom, right? I go out of the bedroom into my office. I, uh, man okay. town. We call it man town. <laughs> man town. <laughs> Girl town. Girl town. This is, they are listening. This is, you gotta be kidding me. We call Beth's thing girl town. Yeah, absolutely. Her, her wing. So yeah. they must know, because why would he just come up out of nowhere with man town? He's right, not and... smart or creative. No, the implication is no, no vagina allowed. So Ralph's got full, he's got full green card status there. He can get in. <laughs> My area of the house is Mantown. Uh-huh. No girls allowed. And you just stay there in there go. all day? Except to all go day. to the kitchen. All day, except to get the room by the mop-up. <laughs> mop-up what? And then I go down to the kitchen. Yeah, exactly. What, what, almond, sh- almond fragments? Jesus. I, I mean, is a pistachio too much for you? <laughs> once in a while but i just stay in my room i paint and i go on my computer and i'm so fucking happy the thought of having Are to do you? the show today was making me ill i have a headache right now because i have to be <laughs> down here like honestly in the middle of what's going on and that's your big that's what you're deciding people I, I don't know like back in the day i never liked the fucking kvetching i always thought it was just time filler i never i was like can you just fuck off and get on with it bring in the guest talk to whoever else talk to Artie. bring up somebody the, the bitching to me was always – okay, the bitching for me because the show ran so fast was always a segue into the next thing. So it kind of flowed. I was like, okay, he's going to bitch about this for a couple of seconds or a, right. a few minutes, and then we're going to get to the next interesting thing that's going to happen. So I Hopefully. always looked at it as a moniker of uh, the next thing's happening soon. So I didn't really yeah. – mind it as much but now it's all there is and what is there to bitch about meanwhile just like you said the whole george floyd thing happened he's not talking about it he's not Not mentioning it and he's bitching about going to his basement yeah and uh, and and this is the like this is the complaint you think is so fucking uh, like wonderful that people cannot just do without truckers are pulling off to the side of the road laughing at this but i mean maybe Um, maybe it is a big deal because you saw him how he walked down that ellen stage he literally (laughs) needed a cane (laughs) or a walker or a wheelchair or or something or lift yeah absolutely the next one is called the veal diaries i have my routine and the days go so fast because i just sit in my room and entertain myself like when i was a little boy time means nothing oh yeah no such thing yeah. as time. <laughs> time means. If I didn't I, have to shower and eat, I'd just sit in that room. Like, I just it just boggles the mind. Uh, clip number nine: the world's oldest teenager goes back to high school again. Thank goodness Beth is there. Yeah, she's great. 
She she she's likes great. it. Great. She you just said she's great. You just said she's not Mantown. allowed in Mantown. No girls yeah. allowed. It's a it's a bullshit clubhouse for no mm-hmm. one but you. I think literally her function is while he's there is to just get him strawberries or whatever the fuck King Baby wants and then fuck off. Like service him quietly and get lost. Do you think like when she cut the strawberries, she was like, shit, I don't know what to do. (laughs) (laughs) I think she was rubbing them against her fucking fucking asshole, (laughs) which he's never seen, by the way. And then (laughs) making sure, because it wasn't he going on the thing about using baking soda. (laughs) She doesn't have one. (laughs) She doesn't duty anyway. What does she need an asshole for? But if you were totally alone, you might not even, you might become Richard. You wouldn't bathe. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Why would I bathe? <laughs> Ladies, your dreamboat has docked. Imagine this fucking <laughs> pelican crypt keeper not bathing. He with literally would wig. smell with that wig and the sweat and like humidity and whatever the fuck building up under that goddamn carpet. Jesus with, H. With Christ. All the heavy leather and awful distressed jeans. Yeah. Tony, we want the DuPont stain master look. Except to clean the folds under my fat. <laughs> yeah, so folds actually... under your fat I've, you, I've seen people bag of bones. from liberating Dachau video footage in striped pajamas looking you know a little bit more Healthier. fit than him <laughs> well, Jesus Christ they were at least doing labor <laughs> he hasn't lifted a finger uh-huh. in his entire life uh, anyway number oh. 10 Oh. Crazy Alice <laughs> tells the show to go fuck themselves. Angry Alice, by the way, I'm not calling her whack pack because she won't talk to us anymore unless we pay her. Isn't that amazing? Wow. That's, that's Didn't know you... that was the reason. What? Yeah, go ahead. What a motherfucker. What a yeah, motherfucker. I found this clip amazing, and I have sorry to cut it short, guys, but I had to I had to really wanted to because it's really an out and out admission that number one, they don't pay whack packers. Any money they got was from a sponsor if they got money, and most of the times it was like, here, take whatever you get in the glom box, or take these fucking m- m- cupcakes. Have, or whatever have some box. Snapple. Have a Poland Spring bottle, and, <laughs> and don't let that door hit you on the way out uh, on your ass on the way out. And so I find it amazing that. Some of these whackpackers are saying, like, no, fuck you. Like, Sean, the, I don't even know if Beetlejuice's manager is still alive, but the idea that they won't do it anymore surely has to be all about money. Like, basically, it's not just Alice. They're all saying, look, you're, you're not doing anything for us anymore, so what the fuck is the point? Fred, They're they not being brought out on comedy shows. Thing. Yeah. It's not like Levy's taking Beetlejuice on the road anymore because he's, he's persona non grata and <laughs> surely can't take him. Is it I'm, Sorry. I'm so glad Alice is in sync with all these people like saying sure. no you're not taking advantage of me anymore you guys no, did enough okay. to make me look like a crazy angry black woman sorry yeah. go find someone else right and the, the only reason i'm playing any of this guys because i don't focus on whack packers at all uh, that's the the mandate of this particular show is the fact that he's just kind of bitching the fact that he has, can't can't crutch on them anymore he can't get it for free though that's the craziest part he is a multi-millionaire 10 times over and right. he can't get them for free just like he feels good about himself for getting his parents hot dogs for their anniversary <laughs> you piece of shit <laughs> they have to bring their own condiment who wasn't on yeah, she wants money to be talked to. Oh, she's out. 
That's who told me that. Gary, did you tell me that? I want to make sure I, uh, I did not. That's news to me. Anybody hmm. want to come on and tell us? Any? That's good for the producer not to know such things. Uh, probably because it was told to Marcy, and we all know how that goes. Yeah. Anybody know anything that? about this? I think Shuli. Hey, Howard. Hey, yeah. Shuli. Yeah, the last uh, few times uh, I've given her a call and reached out. You know, we were out in L.A. do those serious shows. I reached out to her. We went out there, possibly see her. And, yeah, everything pretty much has a price tag attached to it now, which That's sucks awesome. because she's phenomenal. But uh, yeah. what are you going to do? Why don't you fucking throw her a couple bucks, you cheap shit? I mean, that's that's such an indictment. I would never what? even allow that to be on my show. I would never admit that I'm not paying someone, so that's why they're not on. I'd say we don't want to go that way. Especially if they're a fan favorite or such an integral part of most of the history of your show that made Absolutely. you successful. And we've got clip number 12 of January for, uh, sorry, June 1st, my mistake. Um, Sam, would you like to try that one? Oh, Jesus. Clip number 12, another black guy killed by cops. But let's talk about Will the Farter. <laughs> yeah, Bobo. Uh, listen, I'm going to take a little break. I got to go pee. Then I got a whole bunch of things I want to go over with Robin. It's just one of those shows, you know, where we hang and <laughs> we groove. Do what we do. Do what we do. Pish. Could you imagine like an alien invasion happening? <laughs> <laughs> They're playing and this he's back. Because like, <laughs> that's essentially what this is. Yeah, it does. It does seem a little Twilight Zone-ish when we're listening to it like, back again. Yucko uh, the clown considers uh, himself too successful for our show now. Well, he is. Yeah, yeah. The last time we talked to him, that's right. He uh, sounded like he was making money. Oh my god, he's a mogul. He hung up bit. the clown suit. In the closet. Now, as far as I know, Yucko is doing voice work and actually like making a living at it. Quite, quite a good living comparatively compared well, to going on your fucking show pay- for free. Yeah. Let's not pay him and shit on him. Good on you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Boba, you okay? Can I go or like. Yeah. Yeah. You no, got I something just to say. say anybody has gone back crazy now with this, this all this destruction and, and, uh, you know, everything going on with George Floyd that passed away, and it's just terrible. The passed away, he was murdered. He was murdered. <laughs> yeah, I was murdered. But the riots have to stop there. They really do. And the latest with that FedEx driver where they ambushed that guy, I would have done the same thing because I drove 18 wheelers. And Is Will the Farter a uh, whack pack? <laughs> he completely sidesteps it. He did of not address it does. in the slightest. Yeah. How smart of you to bring up that Rodney King clip. And then let's juxtapose it with this. Yeah. I mean, that should just right. be the beginning of the show, honestly, because right. that's how insane. Do you think we're not going to remember? And how stupid. No wonder why Robin went into a blind Twitter rage. No wonder. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So this is uh, the next clip is called Tear Gas, <laughs> Riot Police and the Hot Mayor of Atlanta. You know, you know what? <laughs> could you imagine if Bobo was like, the riots and George Floyd, uh, we're going to weigh, uh, how much does uh, high pitch Eric shit weigh? Anyone have a, have a metric for that? Do we know? Uh, anyone? Yeah. Anyone? The, yeah, this is the old controversy whack pack two step that he likes to do now these days because he cannot be he doesn't want to be held to the fire. Um, clip number thirteen. He doesn't even oh, so, want yeah. to comment. 
No, no, that's the thing. That's the, that's the scary part. And because he's just clearly afraid. He doesn't want people drudging up that shit from the, from the river. I don't think it's afraid. It's a combination of afraid and uninformed and stupid. And also he just doesn't really care. Like, wow, it's just another black guy dead who gives a shit that to him. I'm sure I'm saying that's his take. Oh my God. Could you imagine? I wish every day those riots came to fucking 17 squabble lane lane, just burn it down throw some fucking bricks in those gaudy looking awful living room with beth's pink shit everywhere just burn it down you guys should go there anyone rioting just i i might have to make a photoshop (laughs) here we go (laughs) you know what's important to him he's telling me how um gary was telling me he was watching all the you know the racial strife and stuff and uh-huh. It, it, Gary's right. I mean, he was like, uh, "Gee, the mayor of Atlanta is really hot," and that's uh, what he got out of all. Of yeah, I, I watching mean, I all of the coverage. And then I was like, not watching the coverage, but I was like, "Let me check her out." And I was like, "Gary's right. She's hot." Like, oh, can you be? My God! First of all, right. the mayor of Atlanta and everyone who spoke when these when this turmoil started happening in Atlanta was so mm-hmm. poignant and mm-hmm. really. They're kind of a nuanced city in so many ways. Mm-hmm. They really do care about their community and their leaders care about their community. And they're, they have a lot of businesses and mostly minorities who run these mm-hmm. businesses. And mm-hmm. they are changing the way they police people. They have wellness centers versus incarcerating drug addicts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And she made such a great speech and so did Killer Mike. And I cannot even believe that this is what he's saying from all of that. Yeah, that's and his Robin, takeaway. And Robin, what? You say, that's what you think? <laughs> but then you yeah. go on Twitter in blind rage. Way to go, yeah. Robin. Yeah. Yeah. Way to pick your spot. I'm doing the Stuttering uh, John thing. <laughs> would you like to read number 14, Sam? <laughs> Alas, poor... Conlon Road Photography. I knew it. Horatio, a website full of photoshopped disasters. I used to have, before COVID-19, I used to have the best radio studio ever built in America or in the world. Now I have a sign in my basement and we get excited. (laughs) And I'm working on a card table. It's really awesome. What happened? Yay! Yeah, I walk down here. I go. No wonder I don't want to be in this room. What happened? <laughs> in fact, this room used to be my photo studio when I was into photography. Uh, okay, so basically, oh. this, it's that it's such a vacuum of unfunny. Like now, when you hear that the, the dead air between them, I remember saying it, lots of times, actually, on various podcast episodes, that 2010 was such a hard year, not just because I already left, but because there was so much nothingness on the on the channel anymore like they tried their best to go through the motions but it was clear there was a black fucking uh, hole missing of wealth of comedy and just insight and heart and you couldn't you just couldn't fill it and he couldn't do it you could hear him fumpering for like three seconds at a clip or five seconds going yeah yeah so yeah and that's that was regular he needs to play off of someone that's right comedian 
So some stupid, some so whoever was the the real the real the real idiot is of course him for allowing a Marcy Turk to, to convince him that he is the show that he like the back office people don't contribute anything because now without any of that stuff this is what you're hearing guys him two fucking ARP members going on about nothing. I mean, do you honestly? Can you even believe after seeing that summit video that was leaked? This yeah. is you're you're hammering HR one oh one to people who have been in your who have been doing this radio show with you, TV and radio for thirty something years. Do you think that they need some misspelled fucking PowerPoint to help you do your job? Right. It's insanity. Right. In lieu of actual direction, in lieu of someone who has a fucking handle on what they're supposed to do and, and the what dire- they have, you know, the direction they want to go in. And the directives were, Richard, cry into your cock and write Brad Pitt a letter. <laughs> I pitch Mike because you're gay. Go after like Ricky Martin or whoever the fuck, um, you know, get the get go go after trans transgenders, get Michael Jackson. Uh, debate go out go after so you said you don't want to do the uh the summit thing but at one point we may have to do our own little walkthrough because it just because i i still think there are people that don't know it exists i think there are people that still don't know about it well thank god for benjamin who benjamin and you know other people who saved it but yeah we should (laughs) (laughs) because it's such a wealth of, of 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 awfulness anyway so he's talking about the photography thing which was 2012 by the way everybody he let that website fade away into nothingness i think it was right about when he got into agt because he you know he doesn't have time to she, take pictures anymore <laughs> she had to take he had to take pictures of beth in a snowstorm bikini fucking doing <laughs> snow angels high as a guy <laughs> i have to make a gift of that i know there exists ones already but that's one of the best ah. and, and it's depressing because everything in here i haven't used in five years so it's, filled <laughs> with, it's a room full of junk it looks like it's haunted. <laughs> yeah, like I have one of those big. I gotta show you this thing. Like I got what? one of those big fucking. Like, how could you see this? What? I've got all this photo equipment right behind me. Oh, you're kidding! No. Yeah. Oh my god, is it? <laughs> there. And he dabbled. The, the thing was, guys, he dabbled in it and ended up doing a shortcut anyway, like using Photoshop for any shit photo he was taking. He didn't have the eye, and he didn't know what he was doing. Even though he had a tutor, a photography tutor, and a Photoshop tutor, he (laughs) fucked up. Even his Photoshopping was awful. He would, like, paint... He painted a dog's paw (laughs) onto (laughs) what he had erased (laughs) because he couldn't undo what he had done. Go ahead. Listen, Fillmore, if he would have had his grilling tutor (laughs) with his... With his like chest, kind of... If he would have had his grilling tutor with his chest tutor, maybe he would have succeeded. <laughs> Do you think if they ever had that um, Howard Stern convention, like a Comic-Con thing for Howard, there would be a day of all tutors? And they could, you could get a signature. <laughs> you could get an autograph with his grilling tutor. Yeah. <laughs> it would be like a tutor con. <laughs> tutor con. <laughs> 20 bucks for his karate instructor. <laughs> <laughs> it would be like there would be, be Ralph and Tony Coburn, and, and then there'd be let's think of who else. <laughs> the shitloads of people. Fucking, Anybody... What's his face? Pat Pat Menachia. Pat Menachia. 
<laughs> Marco Battaglia. Five bucks. And how to have... and how to fine dine with Fratinota. I might have to take that Jackie photo at the Comic Con where he's by himself and just Photoshop all these other people in there instead. And just have him looking with that sad face at the end of the table. It'll look just like uh, everybody check out. I'm going to plug it. LonelyVirgil.com or .net. <sighs> the, one, the, the, the WWE guy who just kept putting his stuff in whatever subway station and trying to sell pictures of himself. <laughs> the best thing ever. No one's there. So number 15, Robin calls out Wiggy the Dilettante. It's like well, you know, you take up those hobbies, Howard, and then you drop them. I've got like $10 million worth of equipment here that's all obsolete because I use my iPhone now. Go ahead. How's your horse, Robin? <laughs> yeah, Blaze. He's at the glue factory along with some of the stuffed cats. Are you, are you busy shoveling stalls and dealing out hay? Fuck you. Keep going. <laughs> The next one is called Incredible Projection onto Ryan Seacrest, who he tried to uh, talk about how he wondered if he could fuck his own asshole by doing yoga not too long ago. And now he's feeling sympathy for him. <laughs> he's turning into he always wanted to be Dick Clark. And now he's going to be like, hey, Henry Newton. <laughs> what? What? Wait, wait a minute. The prim- the, prim- the whole the whole idea was I should be- I should explain a little, guys. Uh, Ryan Seacrest um, was uh, he called in sick or something for exhaustion recently? No, to for- what it was, it, was it that was, the situation? He was actually exhausted, and he looked like he had a stroke on live TV when he was doing uh, American Idol live, I believe. And okay. he had a part of his eye was closed and. He looked very strokish, like part of his face was not moving the right way. So people were concerned. And mm-hmm. then he took a day off for exhaustion. Yeah. Um, so anyway, he's going on about it. It's a little bit of a long clip, but we'll see how much. <laughs> Remember, <laughs> we'd slow down the countdown every year and yeah. miss <laughs> change to midnight. <laughs> I was watching that. Hey, it's Ryan Seacrest, Toxic Avenger. Go ahead. Do you know when he does this, like, it reminds me of, like, if you ever play The Sims and they have their own language. (laughs) And they're like, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure people know what that is if they have kids or if they've done it themselves. (laughs) The Sims have their own language and it sounds like, like, what what do you do? It sounded to be a little like Frankensvee <laughs> right, after he, he, right after he throws the kid in the water because <laughs> he hates children. <laughs> I go, man, he really wants to be Dick Clark. Hello, everybody. Happy New Year. We're only here to try smoke. What? <laughs> I know what was going on, yeah. but I was reading in the paper. Then he missed a couple of Kelly Ripa shows. Morning shows, yeah. And what have I said about this guy for years? Works too much. He works too much. The guy can't say no to any work. And and seriously, I, I like I like the guy. I don't have anything against him. I mean, how can you have- he does he doesn't have anything against him. Not even two, three weeks ago he was talking shit about him nonstop for about fifteen minutes. You like the guy? I have never heard him say one nice thing about Ryan Seacrest ever. Never. I mean he, he bitches Simon he was Powell spe- is above yeah. him, but not by far. 
No. And the fact is he he was he's bitching. Like remember that projection we played where he goes, I have 19 jobs and I don't make more money than Howard, which actually I'm sure he does make way more money than Howard based on what his share is of all these things. Because Ryan Seacrest is yeah, he's got a all his finger in, he's, a producer. he's got his finger he's got his finger in a bunch of pies and is still working steadily and he's still like got fucking decades ahead of him. Um and that's Wiggy just being jealous that he doesn't have offers. He doesn't have all these things. You know, AGT went away. Produces the Kardashians. Howard Stern mm-hmm. produced Son of a Beach. I'll just leave it there. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. And uh and I'm sure Ryan put up a good chunk of the money as well. So, you know, whatever. Created by credit. I have anything against Ryan Seacrest. I mean, the guy just you know, he reads very well. He's a handsome guy. <laughs> uh, if anything, why are we always telling men that they're handsome if we're handsome. not a total flaming closeted homo? I mean, seriously. <laughs> wow. Her hands off that American Idol thing. He'll be coaching a guy as to how you say this. This American Idol. W N B C. That's right. No one's asking you to coach shit, Howard. That's the real. That's the real bitch of it. You're really upset over the fact that he's he's got you know he's got something going on. And again, Wait, a lot of this, well, a lot of this, as we go into next coaching? day, <laughs> he can give you a list of tutors to hire if you need any help. He's got a phone book. He would break a finger doing jazz hands. There's no yeah. way he can be coaching. Yeah. Well, it was um oh, we got to shout out to uh, Dennis DeMarco on our site who we uh we adore. I love him. He, uh, he sent us I'm not going to I'm not going to he sent us a clip that goes back to 1986 that we all listened to, me, Raven, Sam, and we were dying, just dying of Wiggy trying to be funny and flopping the whole fucking 90 minutes worth. And it was maybe if we ever get a chance we may do a run through uh, a walkthrough, but it's so excruciatingly bad. It reminds me of every time he complains and bitches about somebody getting a gig and thinking about him on his own, trying to just being talented and just failing miserably. So yep. hopefully we get a chance to to do that one, but we got to ask Dennis if it's, if it's if it's all right first. I love Dennis, by the way. I shout out to Dennis DeMarco. Yeah. And so speaking of another Dennis, number 17, Admiral Beefus and Captain Dennis save the day because these two old fucking fogies talk about how they're useless without someone to wipe their asses for them. I'm here. What do you need? Points out these two birds out on the roof and I go, where? I don't even see it. She sees dead birds everywhere. This is bad. This is like the sixth sense. I see dead birds. (laughs) (laughs) Could you imagine? Oh my god! Can you picture like a seagull like coming out of the car rack from the sixth sense? <laughs> and I, she goes, "You need to get those birds off the roof." I go, "Climb out of the window onto the roof," and get, I go, "I'll kill myself." I can't do that. <laughs> That's the idea, Howard. <laughs> so wait, what? She's what? talking about there's there's you know what do yeah, they call it? the, 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 the ro- what is it the runoff I don't know like dead birds up on the trough you know where the how is she seeing birds on a mansion roof as a as a horse she has a a larger frame of visions field of visions <laughs> where is she a fucking coked up giraffe what is going on I have X-ray vision you could do drunk Beth looking at the dead birds. <laughs> uh, Oh my God, Howard, Howard. 
Are you on the air? You are? Oh, sorry. Well, I'm just on the room. It's a, it's, it's a, this is a Robin Siegel. It's a Siegel. Well, I'm, I'm on the air. I'm on the air. It, oh, sorry, I gotta just try you a second. Just one second. You need to get this. You need to get this. Uh, hold on. A, hold on a second, a, Rob. It's a, it's a parrot. I think. I think. <laughs> hold on. Oh, <laughs> Moochu peaches. <laughs> I just got I, this image of the duct tape. Oh, I don't like her. She she likes you. I'm her. I'm her mother. I'm her mother. How dare she? I gotta know. Um, fuck the dead bird. Bye. I just got this image of in Dumb and Dumber when they sell the blind kid the dead parrot and they <laughs> duct, duct tape the head back to the body and he's going, pretty bird, pretty bird, pretty bird. <laughs> All right, play a little more. Yeah, you were going to be the man of the house until you saw what the job was. I go, I can't believe you're asking me that. I go, I go well, I'm clearly not the man of the house. No, he's not. Go ahead, Sam. Can you picture this fucking feet-hearted, skinny fuck crawling around on the roof? <laughs> to rescue a bird that's probably been sunned to the fucking... Panel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like sun-dried tomatoes up there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I I yeah, can't imagine he's him really rescue. Well, first of all, he'd have to get on a ladder. Can you picture him on a ladder? Well, the way he's making it sound, it, like he that's making it seem like Romeo and Juliet. Just climb up and. <laughs> I go honestly. Oh, no. Let's be real about it. You are the man of the house. She carries down the boxes. She does everything. <laughs> She's a linebacker. She's got the frame of a of a defensive end. So why wouldn't she? <laughs> Did she go out on the roof? No, you can't go out on this roof. She want, I said. I, I said. Do you have a power hose that I could hose off like, from? <gasps> no, she, no. Where would I get that? <gasps> yeah. <laughs> do you have a bird removal tutor that I can I can use to help me with this? Bird corpse removal tutor. <laughs> Jesus Christ almighty. We might have to pause this one, guys. Hold on, 144. <laughs> I just picture like a paint scraper. What? I just picture like oh. a paint scraper. He's just like armed with his paint scraper and his wig. And she's pushing him out a window. Get those corpses. Hopefully it's alive so I can release it with some Tupperware and make a video on the beach. Oh God. Just it wouldn't it would it would still not be as good as that iguana chasing after them and chasing them off. I still gotta find that video. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The birds I said close the window shade. Or it was which was the cat? Which which kitsch cat was it that went <sighs> Muffin? So Muffin. We speak your name. Yeah. <laughs> our spirit cat, our spirit animal. I like Well, out it's outside. You could call somebody for that. Yeah, maybe like some guy could get up on a ladder, but please. What does some guy have to die so that I don't see? Nobody's going <laughs> to die. <laughs> How do you... Wait, 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 wait. How do you, think roof... How do you think roofs are put on? 
<laughs> well, they're you know, prefab, you know, like Lego. You just snap it on and boom, there it is. You just have a crane. Oh, look, going on a ladder means you're going to die. You're going to die. That's right. On the roof, get, get up there. And this guy wanted karate lessons. <laughs> <laughs> this guy wanted to, a father figure to show him how to do things. I don't know. I don't know how it got there. <laughs> I'm just no man of the house. <laughs> yeah, next time she says, I need you to be the man of the house, you, you just say, no, I can't do it. I'm good at one thing. This. Sorry. I knew that one was going to get you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> that might that might have Could to go into an intro theme. Could you imagine thinking that this what, is what? What? You, you imagine that this is what you're good at? <laughs> he just spent the first minute of the show asking Fred if he was still alive. <laughs> this is what you're good at. He thinks people won't survive if you climb a ladder. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we all know how Arthur Lang Sr. passed away, so it is a dangerous job. Oh, you're right. We don't we don't need him to have that guilt. Wait till Otis sees us! He loved us! Oh my god! It's dented! It's dented! We are gonna die. Boom. We're the only white people here. Who love me? 